comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wigand and I am coming to you just a couple of days shy of the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final where we will have the Seattle Sounders taking on Pumas. Uh, in Mexico, on FS1, on Wednesday night, 10.30, late late start. Uh, it's just me today, as Logan is currently busy. Uh, I think he had some family or something coming in. So, yeah, just, uh, just me today. So we're probably going to get you in and out of here a little faster since I... No, uh, no fun back and forth or anything like that, just a... Uh, Kind of straight to the point here this week. Um, we had a lot of Open Cup action in the middle of the week on Tuesday and Wednesday. We had some MLS action on Saturday and Sunday, so we're going to look at all of that. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get started on that. So uh, Tuesday, April 19th, we had Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati, taking on the Pittsburgh Riverhounds at TQL Stadium. Cincinnati won that one 2-0 over the Riverhounds. Late goals, 95th minute and 99th minute. One of those a penalty for Alvaro Barrial for Cincinnati. D.C. United beat Flower City Union 3-0. That's something that they needed. They got rid of Losada, um, that happened, I guess, uh, right after we recorded on Monday, and I think it was after this game sometime that Losada was fired. Uh, but yeah, Flower City Union loses 3 0 um, at Mariana, uh, Mar- Marina Auto Stadium, Flower City Union's home. DC out possessed them, shot, uh, outshot them like 17 3. So. A uh, really good game for DC United. We had uh, Miami, <laughs> Inter Miami beat Miami FC 1 0. So it was a Miami derby, I guess you would say. And uh, Capana uh, scoring a goal in the 83rd minute. Miami would also get a red card with uh, Lowe getting a red card um, 
Damian Lowe for a foul. He had had a yellow earlier, so it was the second yellow. He ends up getting a big result here is Detroit City beating Columbus Crew. So Zarda scores for the crew in the seventh minute of the game penalty. This is at Keyworth Stadium in Detroit. Then Rodriguez is going to score in the 64th, and he's also going to score a penalty kick in the 86th minute. This is uh, assisted by the first goal was assisted by uh, Antoine Hopeno, who is a former Philadelphia Union uh, player. So that was fun to watch. And it was fun to watch the supporters just go nuts in Detroit. You know, this is a team that was just part of the NISA and is just now going over to USL. And they have a huge fan base. Stadium looked great. Fans were great. The players were passionate with their with their late win. It, it, it was everything that the U.S. Open Cup should be. It was everything that it it, it aspires to be. Sounds a lot of fun. Uh, Omaha uh, beat Chicago Fire in penalty kicks. So uh, Union Omaha finished the game 2-2. Uh, with Chicago. Um, Chicago had two goals, uh, both of them penalty kicks in the 53rd and 115th minute. Omaha scored in the 68th and then the 120 plus two. And uh, Ezra Hendrickson actually reprimanded the Chicago Fire after the U.S. Cup open exit. This is from an article from Jonathan Seagal uh, on or Seagal Seagal uh, on MLSsoccer.com. Uh, this was a quote from Hendrickson in the penalty shootout here after the penalty shootout. Frankly, I'm pissed off because the team that we're trying to build here, and it doesn't matter who's on the pitch. I don't think tonight we displayed Chicago Fire soccer. It was not intense enough. We didn't play fast enough, and I felt like we were too casual on the night. We warned these guys that when you play a team like this from a lower division, they feel like they have a lot to prove. They're going to come. They're going to bring intensity. They're going to bring the effort, and we have to match that. And I don't think that's what we did tonight. So that is uh, Hendrickson's uh, thoughts on uh, on how it happened there. Um Shabelko, former Philadelphia, if we want to keep going on that track with the hand, Antoine Hopeno. Uh, Casper Shabelko missed his penalty kick. Late, he was a late sub. Um, and uh, Miguel Navarro missed uh, a penalty as well. Uh, but, hey, Union Omaha, they won the 2021 USL League One title. So, uh, so there you go. Um Yeah, pretty um, pretty big for Union Omaha. Let's give it up for them. FC Dallas gets past FC Tulsa two to one. This was a uh, a penalty kick for Jara in the thirty-two minute, and uh, O'Brien in the fifty-six minute, and uh, Bourgeois. Uh, scoring in the 42nd for Tulsa. 
FC, uh, sorry, I said FC Dallas. We already talked about FC Dallas. Houston Dynamo over Rio Grande Valley Toros FC. They uh, Dynamo win 2-1. There's an own goal in the ninth minute. Gave Dynamo the lead. And then uh, another own goal that gave an equalizer to Rio Grande Valley. And then a 90-plus third-minute win for uh, Junkwa for Houston Dynamo to uh, get them through. LA Galaxy had beaten the San Diego Loyal 1-0. Cabral scoring in the 28th minute. Not much to really say about that game. San Jose beat Bay Cities 5 to nothing, which uh, San Jose needed. <laughs> San Jose needed that. We'll talk about what else they need it later. But they win 5 uh just absolutely bearing it on. That's all, you know, five goals within 88 minutes. 88th minutes when the last one came about. Then on the Wednesday, we had... Rochester, New York, drawing with Motown FC. Rochester, New York, moved on in penalty kicks. Greenville lose, Greenville Triumph lose to Charlotte FC. This was at Triumph Stadium. Hartford Athletic lose to the Red Bulls 2-1. Minnesota beat Madison forward. Forward Madison, sorry. Uh, 2-0. That was in Madison. Orlando City get past Tampa Bay Rowdies 2-1. <clears throat> Sorry, two to one. And Atlanta uh, beat Chattanooga six nil. Louisville moved on past St. Louis City two on penalty kicks. San Antonio beat Austin FC two to one. Uh, this was in San Antonio, a little local area. San Antonio is not far from Austin. Um, so a little local game here and uh, Fagundes gave Austin a lead in the 47th minute, but then in the 82nd and 96th minute, San Antonio scored, get themselves through North Northern Colorado beat RSL one, nothing at Rio Tinto. I'll be going to Rio Tinto in about two months. So I'm looking forward uh, to seeing their stadium and stuff, but Cornwall scoring for Northern Colorado in the 70th minute. And then LAFC smash Orange County five to one. But yeah, this is this is what you want from Open Cup, right? You you want some of these little upsets. Uh, you you know you want the Detroit City FCs. We're still waiting for some MLS teams to get through. You know, like uh, the teams that finished strong last year, like Philly, um, well, like Seattle, uh, teams that were making uh, deeper runs in the playoffs and finishing high in their tables have not entered the open cup yet they'll enter in the next round so uh union are actually going to face orlando i know that for sure let's see if i can find the other draw they did a draw for it and then it was like so hard to actually find the results that were not like a video form uh but here we go we got orlando city facing off against philadelphia union they're going to do that in orlando D.C. United are going to host the Red Bulls in D.C. Detroit City is going to host Louisville City. Um, Inter-Miami is going to host South Georgia Tormenta FC. Union Omaha is going to host the Northern Colorado Hailstorm. Sporting KC is going to host Dallas. 
Uh, LAFC is going to host the Timbers. Richmond Kickers are going to host Charlotte FC. Uh, New York City FC is going to host Rochester, New York. New England Revs hosting FC Cincinnati. Nashville hosting Atlanta. Minnesota United hosting the Rapids. Dynamo hosting San Antonio. Seattle Sounders hosting San Jose Earthquakes. Sacramento Republic hosting Phoenix Rising. And California Strikers hosting LA Galaxy. This is uh, taking place on May 10th and 11th. Then we're going to see those. The round of 16 is going to be at the end of May, May 24th, 25th. Quarterfinals, late June, 21st to the 22nd. Semifinals, July 26th, 27th. And then the final, somewhere in September. They have it as four different dates, maybe the 6th, the 7th, or the 13th, and 14th of September. So we're looking at maybe for a final here. Should be good. So let's take a look at the results that happened over... The weekend, we also had a trade that came down. Zardes going to the Rapids. So that's something. Okay. So we had FC Dallas beat Houston FC 2-1. to one. Uh, Ferreira scoring for Houston in the 33rd minute. 87th minute, Dallas is going to equalize. 90 plus third minute. Uh, Quignon is going to, if I said that right, I apologize if not, uh, scored in the 90 plus three to get a 2-1 win at Toyota Stadium where they're hosting. Um, pretty good result for Dallas. They've been pretty good all year. They're having decent attendance all year. It's it's good time for Dallas right now. Philly, don't get a full rebound from their uh, loss against Toronto, but they're going to get a draw against Montreal. Carranza scoring a penalty kick in the 21st minute and Kai Kamara equalizing in the 59th. Just the fact that Kai Kamara was even available like this for so long is is just amazing. Uh, I really think somebody should have picked him up a, a lot sooner. Moving on to Minnesota. Over Chicago, Minnesota wins this one 3-0. All of these goals very late in the game here. 72nd minute, Reynoso. 84th minute, Ariaga, And 88th minute, uh, Robin Laud uh, scoring to make it 3-0. Navarro for Chicago getting a red card in the 77th minute when it was 1-0. So it became progressively worse for uh, for Chicago. I know we were just talking last week maybe about Gaga Slonina uh, being a option for the USA. This is really the first game that he gave up like this many goals, so not that worried about it. What I'm worried about is more of like Poland coming calling, which is which is what they're doing right now. So DC United edge out the Revs three two. So. By scores a goal in the sixth minute for New England. Gives them a early lead. Uh, Fountas, uh, Taxi Fountas scoring in the 26th minute. Estrada in the 39th. And then Fountas again in the 43rd minute. Made it a 3-1 game until Buxa scores in the 86th minute to make it 3-2 and kind of scare DC who had a lead 
another game against Austin and then blew that. Uh, Revs outshot DC. New England outpossessed DC, but it goes DC's way this this week, which this was after that they had uh, this this is after they had already fired Losada. So a little bit of a new manager bump, maybe. Austin beat, uh, Austin beat Vancouver 3-0. Max Giroudi in the 11th, the 26th minute, and Jerusi in the 68th minute as Austin continued their ascendancy to uh, second place of the West. They're only two points behind LAFC. Same amount of games played. Looking pretty good for Austin. Okay. We also had SKC draw with Columbus. This is not what SKC needed this week. They outpossessed them. They were not they were outshot though by Columbus. Though SKC had better shots on goal. Ultimately, nil-nil. They each get a point. But SKC sitting in 12th place with seven points. They need more. They need more from that. And unfortunately. They weren't able to get it in this game, and they're you know under a point per game that they're averaging right now. They have a negative eight goal differential, six goals scored. That's it for the season. That's on par with Vancouver. It's a better. It's a better than Chicago, but it's, you know it's tied for second worst in MLS. Six goals. Not really sure what the answer is there. <laughs> I'd love to get the note guys from no other pod on and, and uh, see see what their reactions are. Maybe we'll work that out here. Colorado Rapids draw with Charlotte FC at home. This is Colorado's home game at Dick Sporting Good Park. Uh, Charlotte edged out possession. They edged out shots, sixteen to one, five to nil on shots on goal for Charlotte. Just couldn't get it in the back of the net today, but. Charlotte looking pretty good. They're in eighth place. Ten points. It's only three points from bottom. That's how tight the East is right now. But it's still a really good start for Charlotte in their first MLS season, averaging 1.11 points per game. That's looking pretty sharp. Nine games played. They've played the most in the East along with Orlando. So there are some teams that can make up some ground from there. Like DC has... Two games in hand and sit 11th and only one point behind Charlotte. So, All right, Portland drew with RSL, nil-nil. Portland out-possessed them. They outshot them by a lot. Uh, shots per goal <laughs> outshot them a lot for RSL. Just couldn't get anything in the net. And Portland sit ninth with 11 points. If they could have gotten a win, they'd be sitting as high as six. But six is where RSL sits with 13 points right now. So firmly in a playoff spot right now for RSL. But they started off really good this year. They've kind of been dropping a little bit lately in form. um, As some of these other teams have really risen up there lately. But uh, good for RSL to be this high right now, but they're they're one of the teams that have nine games played, same as Portland and same as SKC. 
All right, game of the week. San Jose versus Seattle at PayPal Park in San Jose. Ladero gets a penalty kick in the 14th minute, converts that. Roldan in the 19th minute. That makes it 2-0 Seattle. Espinosa is going to score in the 45th plus 2 to bring one back for San Jose. Jordan Morris is going to score in the 57th minute to make it 3-1 San Jose. At this point, we got 33 minutes left of the game. Espinosa is going to score in the 64th minute to make it 3-2. A minute later, Yule, Jackson Yule, is going to score to make it 3-3. And then in 90-plus-4 minutes, it's a penalty kick for Espinosa. He gets the hat trick, make it 4-3 San Jose in San Jose after Almeida left. This is exactly what San Jose needed. Listen to these shot numbers, by the way. 23 shots to 10 for Seattle. 23 shots for San Jose to 10 for Seattle. Outpossessed Seattle. Shots on goal, even though 7-7. They're going to get more of the ones uh, in the back of the net. This is exactly what San Jose needed. Uh, They need to stop giving up as many goals to begin with, but they needed this win to feel something to feel like they're going in a better direction. They now are above Vancouver in the West. They have six points. They would have been at three points before this and be sitting in 14th, but they've moved up a spot. They're only one point shy of SKC and Seattle. They're only three points shy of Colorado and 10th. There's a chance for San Jose to maybe do something here. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying there's a chance for them to maybe climb up the table a little bit you know, they're only six points out of a playoff spot. Is that going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. I do think they have a more talented squad than what their record shows, what their points total shows. But at, at this point, who knows how much Almeida hurt it, the team. Okay, LA Galaxy get a late winner. Uh, uh, Jovalich uh, scoring against Nashville in the 86th minute. In L.A., Nashville fans, what I'd say to you is I'm not that worried if I'm a Nashville fan. They're in eighth place. They played eight games. They sit one point shy of a playoff spot. Four points shy of a home playoff spot. And let's not forget to mention, they have not played at home yet. This is all away games until this upcoming weekend when they host Philadelphia Union for the first time that they're going to have a home game this season. So they're going to be a little bit more loaded in the back half for home games, and I think that's going to really work in Nashville's favor, especially with how great the stadium looks, how lively the atmosphere is probably going to be. So I'm not pushing a panic button if I'm Nashville. Okay, Miami beat Atlanta 2-1. Capana scoring in the 28th minute after Cisneros gave Atlanta a lead in the 13th minute. Duke is going to score in the 64th to give Miami a victory. Capana's been really good. Really good for a U22 DP right now. Five goals, two assists in eight games. Six of those games started. That's really good production right now. Uh, 18 uh, scoring attempts, 
eight shots on target for uh, Cabana. And of those eight shots on target, five of those in the back of the net. Really good conversion rate so far for uh, starting for Miami. And um, look, I mean, Union are happy with Carranza. Miami's probably happy with Cabana. Not much to really complain about. I think that's working out well for both right now. Orlando gets stomped at home and Exploria. Poor Orlando here. Poor Logan, if you're listening. New York Red Bulls score three. Uh, 26 minute in, 48th minute in, and Lewis Morgan putting the top around it in the penalty kick in the 88th minute to give Orlando a really big home loss against the Red Bulls, who sit second in the East while Orlando sits third in the East. Cincinnati is going to lose at home to LAFC. Not much to be expected there. Acosta scoring in the 45th plus three to give them a 1-0 lead at halftime, but then Kellen Acosta in the 59th, Mazowski in the 79th, and that's all she wrote. Another crazy game that could also be game of the week, I guess, uh, is NYCFC versus Toronto. This was on Sunday. You had a Jimenez goal in the 13th minute for Toronto. Another one in the 27th minute to make it 2-0 Toronto. This is at City Field, by the way, which is NYCFC's fifth home venue of the season. So you got Jimenez and Jimenez. So he scores twice, 13th and 27th. Castellano scores in the 38th. So it's 2-1 Toronto. 49th minute. DeAndrade scores to make it uh, 2-2. Then Rodriguez scores in the 54th to make it 3-2. NYC, NYCFC, first lead. Then Keaton Parks in the 58th minute to make it 4-2. Then in the 75th minute, you have Piero dos Santos uh, scoring for uh, NYCFC to make it 5-2. But then in the 86th minute, Kerr is going to score to make it 5-3. Morales is going to get a red card on NYCFC in the 89th minute. Then Michael Bradley is going to score in the 90th to make it 5-4. 22 shots for NYCFC, 8 for Toronto. Four of those go into the back of the net with five of those eight shots being on target. So they only really had one block shot uh, throughout the game. I think Toronto's going to be fine. I think I think they're working their way up. That's all the games for the weekend already. Just kind of blew through those. Let's look at the standings, if we can, right now. Philadelphia sits first in the East with 17 points. New York Red Bulls sit second with 14. Orlando in third with 14, but they've played nine. Atlanta in fourth with 11. Toronto up to fifth with 11. Remember, when we started the season, they were very low. They've played eight games. Montreal in six with 11. NYCFC in seventh with 10 points. They've only played seven games, though. FC Charlotte in eighth with 10 points. Miami in ninth with 10. Chicago in 10th with 10. DC United in 11th with nine. Columbus in 12th with nine. Revs in 13th with seven points. And NYC, sorry, Cincinnati in 14th with seven points. The East is tight right now. Three points separate from 14th to 7th. That's half of the teams in this division. 
I'm worried about the Revs. I'm worried about Columbus. How much longer does Caleb Porter get with this team? They disappointed last year. They're disappointing this year. Obviously, they just won MLS Cup in 2020. So that buys them some time, right? I would think, I would have thought Losada would have some time with just missing out on the playoffs last year and still being within a few points of a playoff spot, which they were when he got let go, and now they're only one point shy of a playoff spot. But it sounds like maybe there was more stuff going on there with uh, how hard he was running the team, stuff like that. But the East is really tight. The East is exciting. There's only seven-point difference, by the way, from 14th to 2nd. That's that's three games if you get two wins and a draw. Not much separating there. 10 points from 14th to 1st. So a little bit more gap there, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Now, let's look at the West. LAFC in 1st with 19 points. Austin in 2nd with 17. LA Galaxy in 3rd with 16 Dallas in fourth with 15, Minnesota in fifth with 14, RSL in sixth with 13, uh, Houston in seventh with 12, Nashville in eighth with 11, Portland in ninth with 11, Colorado in 10th with nine, Seattle in 11th with seven, SKC in 12th with seven, San Jose in 13th with six, and Vancouver in 14th with four. But I guess if we're going to say that Porter's in trouble, I guess Vermees would be in trouble too. Seven points. Now the gaps here are a little a little bigger. It's eight-point gap from 14th to 7th. And the, and the east is three. <laughs> from 1st to 14th, you're looking at a 15-point gap. LAFC lead the supporters shield standings as it currently sits. So, uh, you know, Trundolo doing really well in LAFC right now. They've got the team going. They're working on an extension with Carlos Vela. I don't think that's been officially announced yet, but it seems to be coming down the pike where it says, Hey, most likely he's not going anywhere. So that's really good for that uh, for them. He's got four goals and three assists this season. They need Carlos Vela. They needed him healthy. He's been showing up. And they've got six wins out of their eight games played with only one draw and one loss. They're looking really sharp right now. They sit first in the West, sit first in MLS overall. Really good to be an LAFC fan. Austin, having the same amount of points as Philadelphia is really good as well for how bad they were last year. And I feel bad that we put them so low on our rankings before the season started. Before we head out, though, we're going to look at the week coming up. We're also going to just quickly talk about, uh, you guessed it. Like the Phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. Yeah, the LeBron James of soccer, Christian Pulisic, scores a game winner for Chelsea. 
over the weekend, a one nil victory for them over uh, West Ham. That's, that's good. Uh, You know, this is, this is rough for him. I, I think he should be definitely getting more playing time than he's being given right now. But uh, a missed penalty for Georgino in the 87th minute. Pulisic gets in a gets a goal in the 90th. So late dramatic winner there. He had just subbed on in the 76th minute, so he didn't have a lot of time to affect it. But he was able to get in there, get a get a goal, which is great. Let's go ahead and look at the game of the week. It's time for the Match of the Week preview. All right, Match of the Week preview, where we look ahead at the schedule coming up and we tell you what we think looks like a very intriguing matchup. So I already mentioned at the top of the show, but Wednesday, April 27th at 10.30 on FS1 and TUDN is leg one of the CONCACAF Champions League final Pumas uh, hosting Seattle Sounders. 10.30 p.m., so make sure you stay up late for that on Wednesday. I'll be taking my wife to the airport that day, so I'll probably uh, be coming back right when that's probably kicking off. So I'll just lay in bed and probably watch the rest of that game. Saturday, we got Houston versus Austin in a, another Texas Derby, 1.30. That's on Unimas and TDN and also Twitter. Toronto FC hosts Cincinnati at 3 o'clock. RSL host LA Galaxy at 3.30 on Univision, TUDN, and Twitter. Montreal Impact host Atlanta at 4 o'clock. The Crew host DC at 7.30. The New England Revs host Miami at 7.30. Orlando host Charlotte at 7.30. Chicago Fire host NY Red Bulls at 8 o'clock. 8.30, SKC host Dallas. And Colorado hosts Portland at 9 o'clock. Those are all on ESPN Plus or the local sports channel if you're in that area. If I did not say it was on Univision and TUDN Twitter. Sunday, May 1st, we have NYCFC facing off against San Jose. We have Nashville hosting Philadelphia is the first time Nashville's hosting a game in their new stadium. This is at 4 o'clock on ESPN. Then at 10 o'clock, we have LAFC versus Minnesota on FS1. Looking at this, I think I have to kind of be a homer here. I think I have to say Nashville-Philadelphia is going to be a lot of fun. Nashville's in the West now. They need points. They know the East pretty well, but they lost against this Philadelphia team in the playoffs. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, I yeah, I think that'd be and just you know, seeing a new stadium, seeing new fans. I think this is the game you have to watch if you're gonna sit down and watch any of these games. I also really like that 10 o'clock LAFC Minnesota. Wish it wasn't at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. If I'm sitting down to watch any on Saturday, I think storyline-wise. I'm really interested about Crew DC. And the reason I am is because Crew are struggling. DC was struggling. DC needs a little bit of a bounce. So does the Crew. Which one, which way will that go? You know, that's 
that's a very intriguing matchup there. Can DC's new manager bump still get them some points against the crew who are kind of hovering around DC's spot in the East? Could be. They're only they're tied on points and they're only one spot away, 11th and 12th. And I also really like Orlando Charlotte for just, you know, Southern American soccer. Orlando and Charlotte. We've seen some Charlotte and Atlanta matchups already. It's fun to get Orlando and Charlotte going at it. So those are the those are the big ones I would say, like, ooh, these are some nice matchups. Of course the Texas Derby is probably fun too, but um I think those like three or four I've highlighted out of how many games is is probably enough <laughs> for me to highlight here. But I guess since I'm alone, I have to kind of balance that out for what Logan would pick. But yeah, I think that's everything we really had to talk about. We we talked about a little bit about the trade for Zardes going over to Colorado. I think Colorado could use some striker help, so I think that's good for them. But Giassi hasn't been himself lately, it seems like. But well, they're only Colorado's only three points out of a playoff spot. That could seriously help them if he comes in and he gets acclimated and starts scoring goals. That's probably a really good pickup for them. If not, then you know they I don't think they gave up a lot. From what I'm seeing here, they uh looking for Yeah, it's uh GAM and yeah, three hundred thousand GAM. But it can go up to 1.1 or additional 1.1 million if Azardes reaches multiple performance metrics and also re-signs with Colorado for three years. So 300K is not a lot to give up. So if that's what they're going to do, then that's what they're going to do. And we'll see how it goes from from here. But I'm, I'm thankful for anybody that listened to the show. We'll have Logan back next week, I believe. We should. He he better. But um, look, if you want to give us a follow, you can reach us on Twitter at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show. Email us statesideshow at gmail.com. But that's uh, everything that we have for you today. I hope everyone enjoys the games we got. Let's go Seattle. Let's get a CONCACAF Champions League victory for an MLS side, please. Pumas, it's winnable against. You know, I was really worried about Cruz Azul. I think, I think Seattle's got a shot here. And once they do, I think they can start turning their attention to MLS and start climbing up the table a little bit more than they have been. Well, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy watching these games, and we will catch you next time. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Thank you for listening to 
Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.